My friend's entitled mom tries to force her to have a baby with me, and it goes horribly wrong. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I used to have a female friend I'll call Tia. She was an okay person, but I didn't like her all that much. Tia was a popular girl, and I was just a person who avoided all other human beings. We didn't match and grew apart after this, but I'll always remember her because of her mother, or the poor excuse for one. We were in town and I was in a store buying white chocolate. It has a different texture and taste compared to milk chocolate and doesn't stick to the back of my throat the same. Tia didn't like chocolate so she was buying a Twinkie. The store we were in had a section dedicated to American sweets. To all of you Americans out there, you've got a very diverse amount of sweets. Seriously, I didn't know that you could get licorice, caramel, or vanilla Dr. Pepper until I saw that section. I'm willing to come overseas to find out what other future regrets you have in store. Anyway, Tia and I were walking out of the shop when her mom comes in. For the sake of the story, I'll mention that I have a unisex face and voice. With the coat that I wear all the time, it's nearly impossible to see if I have honkers or not. My hair is short and my real life name is also unisex. So basically, it's very easy to mistake me for a lad. I think you understand the title a little better now. I'll call the woman Diana. Diana says, I'm Tia. This woman was wearing the ugliest brown shirt I have ever seen. If she slathered herself in poo and deceased cats, it would be a major improvement and less of an eyesore. And this is coming from the girl who goes to stores in a Batman onesie and believes it's fashion. Tia responds saying, Yes, mom? Um, why have you been ignoring my texts and my phone calls, Tia? Tia says, Mom, I don't want a baby. My eyebrows rocketed from my forehead, punched a hole in the ozone layer, and looped around Mars and came back. I said, What the heck? The woman ignores me, but that won't be for long. Tia says, Babies don't fix broken relationships, mom. Tia, I can't have babies and you're my daughter. So you do as I say. There are many girls your age who would be wonderful mothers. In fact, think of it as a little brother or sister. (laughs) The woman sounded so hopeful and pleasant that it disturbed me. Other than the fact that she's pushing her daughter to have a baby, the mom continues and says, My boyfriend loves Tia responds saying, He's 34, mom. He would go to prison if he went anywhere near me. That was the moment when the mother notices me. And the look she has makes me believe I'm looking at the female Hannibal Lecter. I say, bollocks. Hello, you're about my daughter's age, aren't you? Tia's looking at me with a horrified face. My boyfriend won't go to prison if you're the daddy. Nothing has ever been said to me that made me want to poop enough bricks to build a fort to hide from this lady. I say, I like your approach. Now let's see your departure. I was hopeful that she'd adhere to my advice, but instead, she only looked mildly annoyed. Listen you, I will pay you. I'll do anything you ask. Just get me a baby. I then asked her, did you think about adoption? Not that any adoption center would let her anywhere near an infant, but she said, no, it must be related to me. You are coming home with me and I am having a baby. This crazy lady went from 100 to 1,000. I said, first of all, your daughter is as appealing as Freddy Krueger with frostbite. Secondly, you are crazy. And lastly, I am physically incapable of impregnating anybody. Be like a fart in the wind and disappear. Do I walk away? Nope. I sprint like the roadrunner has turned man-eater. I ran away. But our tale does not end there. No. It gets even worse. I don't know how, but Diana learned where I 
lived and decided to come to where I lived. At the time, my mom was at work and my uncle Connor was there. Now that we're older, we don't talk much, but he was once again a witness to my ability to magnetize lunatics to me. There was a knock at the door and when my uncle goes to open it expecting my nan, the woman barges in. He's confused and I just want to have a heart attack. The woman was holding on to a terrified Tia. She shoves my uncle onto the couch and then locks us inside of our own house. It's that crazy bee I was telling you about. Connor, my uncle says, What is it with you and these crazy people? I'd like to know so I can reverse it. I need a vaccine to lunatics if I wish to keep my own safety. Diana, the mother says, Do it! She shoves a crying Tia in front of me and I sit her down. Then the mother says, There you go. Get the heck out of my sister's house. Uh, I don't want you. I want my baby to be cute. My uncle did not share the same loyalty he did as a young boy, so he abandoned me with Diana and her crazy obsession to get a child. I know it's to call the police, but still, I feel betrayed. I tell her, I would call you the C word, but you have neither the depth nor the warmth. Leave my house. I was not afraid to strike if I had to, especially in the face, since she was trying to do this to her daughter and to me. I want... I can't have kids. Oh, yes, you will. She grabs onto my coat. Yes, I wear my coat inside and yanks it off. I am only wearing a small pajama top underneath. And there are two feminine lumps on my chest. That's it. I am so angry at this point, I wind up and slug this woman in the shoulder. The rest is a bit of a blur, but my uncle unlocked the door and let the two police officers in. Unlike others who got off with a slap on the wrist, this woman got the opposite of that. She won't be getting out of jail until 2049, and I'm more than happy about that. My uncle buys me some more chocolate to try and make me feel better, but even though it's been three years, I still don't feel better. I don't know what became of Tia, but I want her to be someone nowhere near her family because her mom's boyfriend tried to sue me. I haven't been told what over, but I think it has something to do with emotional trauma or something stupid. I really hope Diana is suffering in jail because that's what she deserves. People, do not demand babies from other people. Just don't. A small update from the future. One of my aunts apparently ran into Tia a couple of months ago. She's living with her dad and has a boyfriend. Good on you, Tia. Nice to here you aren't totally messed up by your incubation unit of a mother. So am I the jerk for how far I took this situation with this lady trying to force me to have her child, but technically her grandchild? I think most people at a certain point have seen somebody's parents try to force or pressure their own kids into having kids because they want to have grandchildren. But it sounds like in this situation, this was far, far beyond the norm. She didn't really want grandchildren. She wanted to have a kid of her own, but she couldn't have kids herself. So she wanted her daughter to have kids and just think of it as her brother or sister so that she could have another kid. That is twisted. If you guys have ever seen 90 Day Fiance, there's actually a situation like this, but it is not sinister like this situation is. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but basically the idea was the woman could produce the egg, but she couldn't carry the baby all the way through the pregnancy. So she wanted to insert her egg into her daughter and have her daughter give birth to it, but it would technically be her daughter, the 90 Day Fiance's woman's daughter, even though it would seem like it's her granddaughter. If you've seen the show, you can add some more details, but that's the gist of it. But this lady was totally unhinged. I mean, she's just choosing a random person in a crowd and trying to force them to have a baby with her daughter. Obviously, it's her daughter's friend, but it's still a random choice. 
why this friend of your daughter over any of the other ones or any other person in the crowd? That's just sick. And to add to the list of the things that are disturbing here, she's trying to imply that her boyfriend would gladly be the one to impregnate her daughter? What? Then it would obviously just be her daughter's baby that she had with her boyfriend. The mom's boyfriend. Nothing would ever unravel that because that is what that would be. So this is obviously a very weird one. But let me know how you would handle the situation if you were in the position of the OP here. And jerk or not a jerk and why. Don't forget to subscribe to the second channel linked down below in the description. Because on that channel you can hear all of my personal stories if you're interested in hearing that. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. My dying wife asked if I would be okay if she fornicated with her ex one last time. I can't have this tied to my main account, but I really need to say something about it and I have no one I can tell. My wife has a terminal disease. She is projected to live at most nine months. I am, of course, destroyed. We've been together for a decade. I don't remember life without her and I don't know what I'm going to do when she's gone. I've been doing my best to make the last days of her life good and grant whatever wish I can. The doctor said she'd likely need a wheelchair in four or five months. Then, by month eight, she'll be bedridden for the last few weeks. That's if she doesn't decline faster. Recently, she sat me down and told me that one of the last things she wanted to do was to bang a previous partner of hers. I, of course, was shocked, and I asked why would she want that? She basically thinks that her most physically compatible, satisfying lover was him. She gave a whole monologue about how sometimes doing the deed is just physical and how emotionally fulfilling doing the deed is with me, but it was all nonsense to get to that point. So now I'm left with this. Deny my dying wife a wish for my own ego or let her do the deed with another man who she felt was better. Honestly, I am so pissed off and betrayed that she's asked this of me. I feel like I'm put in a position where I have to say yes because she's dying. I know what I want to say, but I don't know if that's right. I am so hurt that doing it with an ex was apparently so good that she needs to do it once before she dies. I just hate everything about this. Would I be the jerk for saying no? What should I do? Even her just requesting this has probably permanently changed the way he sees her forever, even after she's gone. I think the only real solution here is to give her the choice. He obviously doesn't want this to happen, so it'll probably just have to come down to asking her to make the decision, either you stay with me and that's not going to happen, or you choose to leave me and pursue that. Because from his perspective, the alternative is even worse. The way he perceives her will already probably never be the same again. But if she ends up going through with this and he stays with her, depending on the type of person he is, he'll probably be resentful of her all the way up until the day she dies and then resentful of her memory. There are probably some people that would handle this a lot differently, but it sounds like he is definitely not okay with this at his core. There are a lot of interesting responses to this, one of which kind of says a similar thing where if she wants to be with him, then just have her pick up her stuff and finish the 
the rest of her life with her ex, other people question whether or not she's currently in contact with her ex. And if she is, then maybe she's just seeking permission from the OP because she's already established some sort of reformed connection with her ex. If that's the case, that would be very sad because she's just basically already doing what she wants to do. She just wants to get approval from him so she can eliminate her guilt. The last response I'll share with you is somebody that tried to flip this on its head saying, if her dying wish was to murder someone, would we grant that wish? How about go on a safari and hunt an endangered animal or to rob a bank? Dying wishes aren't a free pass to terrible behavior. If she's committed to this course of action, then the relationship is over and she can die alone in a hospice with her boyfriend, her ex boyfriend. The original poster seems completely shocked by her behavior though. If this is out of character for a loving, honest partner, it makes me wonder if the disease is affecting her cognitive abilities. That's the only pass I would give her in this situation. So if the love of your life asks you this right before they died, how would you respond to them? Let me know your thoughts down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. Today my wife met my girlfriend. I'm a 32-year-old male and I am a widow. My wife passed away from pancreatic cancer five years ago. She was forced to leave behind our two kids, R, who's a 10-year-old boy, and H, who's a 7-year-old boy. My wife was the absolute light of my life. We were high school sweethearts, went to the same college, and got married after graduation. We were inseparable. Every day I fell more in love with her. It was like my heart was living outside my body. When she passed, the amount of pain that I was in was indescribable. I prayed to go to sleep and not wake up just so I could see her one last time. I contemplated meeting her, but every time I was ready, my kids would look at me. They had her face, her personality, her DNA. I couldn't leave them. They were all I had of her. It took years before I was able to normally function again. I even quit my job and lived off savings and her life insurance for about a year. I was half the dad I used to be and only a fraction of my former self. Two years after her passing, I decided enough was enough and I kicked myself into gear. I found a job in a different city closer to to my parents. I packed my kids up and I moved. Life was hard, but I kept chugging along and eventually I found some joy. A year after moving, I took a business trip to New York where I met my current girlfriend, Elle. While I acknowledged there was chemistry, I told her I was already married and she understood. However, a few months later, I had to go back to New York where we met up again. I let my guard down for the first time around her. Before I knew it, she was putting in a transfer from my home branch and moving to my city. I fell in love with her and asked her out a year ago next month. My kids adore her and she reminded them that she will never take their mom's place. They lovingly call her Mama L. Today was the anniversary of my wife's passing, an extremely hard day for all of us. This morning I walked into the living room to find L and my kids all waiting for me. They were dressed in their church clothes with goofy smiles on their faces and bouquets in hand. Apparently, L came up with the idea of a picnic in my wife's grave, an idea that the boys loved as they enjoy going to see their mom. While I was sleeping, they prepared food and flowers, then insisted on wearing their best clothes. I'll admit that I cried at the sight of them. I don't know how I got this lucky twice in a row. I wanted my wife to meet this amazing woman, so I asked Elle to come along and she did. The day that I dread every year turned out to be a humbling reminder of the reason why I stayed on this planet. To my lovely wife, you can never be replaced, but she is good to me and she takes care of our kids like you would. Thank you for sending her to me. Update from the future. I already had a profound appreciation 
appreciation for my girlfriend before I had made that post, but the comments gave me an entirely new perspective. The night after I made that post, I took my girlfriend out to dinner and I can't explain it, but the light I was viewing her in was different. Everything she did that night gave me butterflies. She was showing me pictures that she took at the aquarium with my oldest and I couldn't stop staring at her. In that moment, I came to the conclusion that I was going to propose a lot sooner than I expected. A few days later, I went ring shopping with her mom, who was very excited and we found the perfect ring. I then made a reservation at her favorite restaurant for last Friday and set the big day in motion. Long story short, I'm getting married again. As some of you said, promotions can wait. Though after looking at her wedding ideas, I may need a promotion to financially recover. I'm excited to start this journey with her and my amazing kids. And as I've said before, I am so lucky. I hope you can all find your own L. And if not, what would you do? This was a lot more wholesome than I expected, especially with that first sentence. Today, my wife met my girlfriend. Usually when the first sentence is something like that, it's going to lead to a pretty rocky story. But that wasn't the case here at all. In fact, it was the opposite. It sounds like the OP finally found a source of light, some sort of stability in his life after years of grieving. It's worth pointing out that a year after moving, so his wife had already passed away, he took a business trip to New York where he met Elle. But when he was there, he told her that he was already married. So even though she had passed away, he was still waiting to date other people because he still saw himself as being married. I don't know if most people would do that, but it was obviously the right choice because he was still grieving during this time. And even if it wasn't from the perspective of having loyalty to his deceased wife, he probably just wasn't mentally ready to get into another relationship. And that was a more fair decision for L. So let me know what you think of this story down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.